when film criticism is as provocative as ever, Feelin' Film ventures to change the discussion from what we hate about a film to what we love about it. We judge more on emotional experience than technical merit, because every movie makes us feel something. Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Feelin' It, where we give some spoiler-free thoughts on a film releasing in theaters soon. I'm Aaron, and here with me to talk about Atomic Blonde, literally just minutes after seeing the film, is my movie-going buddy Ryan. Hello, how you doing guys? So Ryan has been an active member in our Facebook discussion group, and is stepping up to help me out this week. Don't worry, we are entirely spoiler-free, and just hoping to provide you enough info to decide whether this movie is for you or not. So with that said, Ryan, let's just jump right in. Okay. So, my first question, and the thing that we always like to talk about first, is always expectations versus your first impressions, because there's absolutely truth to the fact that expectations can affect your movie-going experience. So, what what were you expecting when you went into Atomic Blonde, and what did you get? I was completely expecting a female version of John Wick. And from the trailers and everything that I saw, which I'm trying to watch less of, um, that's totally what my expectation was. And, you know, unfortunately, that is not what we got. I say unfortunately because, that, you know, I didn't get my expectation. But in reality, it was good that I didn't because another John Wick film is not necessarily what we need when it's not John Wick. Right, right. So um, it was it was really good in its own way. Awesome. So... I would have to say that I agree completely (laughs) with what you're saying. I totally expected another John Wick. I thought for sure that's what this was going to be. Everybody's touting this as the female version of John Wick because they're both, you know, assassin, spy characters. And the trailer for these, uh, the trailers for Atomic Blonde really led us to believe we were going to get some of that, um, that type of John Wick action. And I felt like we didn't get quite the same type of action um i would i would call it precision in one way um in john wick you get a lot of very methodical like snapshot kills i mean there's not a bullet wasted in john wick you know he's he is an absolute deadly weapon and i felt like in this charlize and her character lorraine is also a very deadly weapon but in a different way you said something to me on the way home about how you liked the fact that she's not invincible. Yeah, exactly. I, it was nice and refreshing to see your heroine, in this case, actually take a few punches and kind of get beaten up a little bit. Um, you know, not have somebody just decimate the entire room and walk out without a scratch. You know, completely unrealistic action. So it was wonderful to see that. Um, you know, and where John Wick is a shoot you in the stomach and shoot you in the head and like two quick shots. Um, I would say Charlize Theron, her character was more like the Taken movies where, you know, he'll take you down with whatever he has around and it's just, well, I happen to have this piece of equipment on me right now and whoops, that's what you get killed with. Yeah, totally. There's, there's a very broad use of (laughs) attack manner in this movie. I mean... Like Ryan is saying, it, she uses the environment to exactly. her advantage frequently. And I think that that 
is very fitting because, I mean, let's be honest. So we're talking about a female version who is, is not going to be as strong. I mean, she would need to be more metic- more thoughtful and more creative in her ways to take people down because she's going up against a big man, muscular man. Her punches are only going to do so much. She's got to think outside the box. And boy, does she. <laughs> I got I to gotta say, so you said you were expecting John Wick action, and, and it was once you got over the the kind of, not I don't want to say let down, but once you got over realizing this wasn't going to be John Wick. Right. Did you buy into the action in Atomic Blonde? Yeah, I did. I definitely did. It was, it was something that I think that she kind of made her own. Um, she was able to... How do you say? It, you know, some of the action was definitely generic in a way. You've definitely seen it before. Mm-hmm. You've seen other actors and actresses have that type of action shot or action scene or or something like that. But it wasn't. You know, you you're not looking at Charlize Theron as an actress and go, oh yeah, right, she couldn't do that. You know, you actually are watching her going, yeah, okay, I could see her doing that. Oh, I just did see her doing that. You know, it wasn't like, oh, that was staged. Right. You know, it was it was actually happening while it was going. Um, and there was some very, very intricate and unique scenes that were going on. Yeah, there's also some very bloody scenes. And so I want to caution you, listeners, that's what we're here to do, and tell you that, you know, there are... There is a fair amount of blood and guts that comes with this movie and this style of action. Also, there there is some nudity. Uh, there's you know some kind of passing by shots of Charlize Theron, um, you know, naked, just moving around like in a bathtub or whatever. Um, but there are there is one or two lengthy scenes of some sex that is being had, <laughs> for lack right. of a better word, where you do see uh, you know a couple women that are that are pretty much completely naked together. So if that affects you, you now know uh, whether or not you can see that. It is not frequent. It is the type of scene where you're you're absolutely fine. You just want to close your eyes because yeah. you don't want to see that, and you could move right along. But I do think that it's, it's, it is overall, it's pretty, it's a hard R. I mean, it's an R movie, and I wouldn't take younger kids to see this type of R movie. No, definitely not. It's not something I would take my kids to. Um, but, you know, to be totally honest, the nudity scenes that they did, they were done tastefully. They it were. wasn't gratuitous. That's correct. You know, the violence and the, the gore and everything, while, yeah, there was definitely some blood and, and gore that you kind of go, well, I don't know if they maybe needed to do that. It wasn't, like, over the, you know, over the top gore, like, horror. So, um, yeah, take it with a grain of salt, but it wasn't, it wasn't too far over the top. Agreed. So what about, um, a couple other things? What about the acting? So I was, I was surprised when I, I don't know why I had not even noticed that James McAvoy was in this cast list until literally like today when I was prepping for the episode or before seeing the movie, I'd seen the trailers and, you know, I'd seen his character in the trailers, but I didn't connect the dots right and after his incredible performance in split i was wondering what we were going to get so from him what about from him or did anybody else stand out to you so mcavoy's character i thought was very interesting um but it was maybe a little bit of a letdown i'm used to his character having just a little bit more depth um and on his end it was kind of a little bit uh, plain's not the right word but um i don't know it one-dimensional, I guess, mm-hmm. would be what I would say. 
you got very, you know, what you saw is what you got. Um, there was a few surprises. There was a few kind of changes to the character and stuff, but it never really went deeper it, or anything like that. And I don't know that it necessarily needed to, but it wasn't necessarily what I'm used to with his acting. And so when you go from what you're used to and what you got in this movie, it was definitely a surprise. Yeah. I would, I would basically agree with everything you're saying. I thought he was good. His acting was quality as always, but I didn't particularly care for the character myself. Part of that is just the script. Like this is, I mean, who the character was in the movie, right? That's right. part of why I didn't care for him and probably intentional. Um, yep. but he's the, you know, he was, he was good. Sophia Butella was fine. John Goodman was fine. You know, minimal use. Charlize Theron was great. I yep. thought, I thought she was excellent. And the other thing is this is really much more of a spy movie than it is a revenge flick. Right. So right. John Wick is a revenge movie. He's out to kill. It's point A to point B knocking down bowling pins of humans in his way, right? right? This is whodunit, what's going on, twisty turny, some politics involved, much more than I expected. And I think that the film may go on a little too long. I think it could have been a little tighter, but I enjoyed the world that was we were playing in, the Cold War and this version of the Cold War. Oh, yeah, the world was great. Um, you know, you start out and... I don't, you know, knowing kind of what I was sort of getting into, I wasn't exactly expecting Berlin in the 80s. I wasn't either. Um, <laughs> you know, but man, they did a wonderful job. Uh, from the title sequences at the beginning to the title sequences at the end to, you know, when they're changing from West Berlin to East Berlin, you know, the way that they showed all of that was masterfully done in a very 80s-esque way without just throwing up 80s all over the place. It was obvious where you were in the time frame that you were without beating you over the head with an idiot stick. Right. It, it was it was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, I liked it too. Um, there's a lot of use of color with some of the titles that come up on screen that tell us where we're at. kind of looks like paint splotches or graffiti, right. I think, is what the intention was. Since we're dealing with the Berlin Wall, that makes perfect sense. Um, one other point that I want to make sure we talk about was music. Uh, people I've read online who'd seen this film before us have compared it and said the use of music is similar to that in Baby Driver. Would you agree or disagree with that? I, I would agree with that. Um, the only thing that I would change about that is, you know, for those of you that have seen Baby Driver, music for that is absolutely essential. Um, it makes the movie and it's in every single essence throughout the entire movie. Whereas in this one, they used music to a benefit and in certain scenes, the music would stop to emphasize different things happening and stuff like that. But um, there was a lot of dialogue and there was a lot of other things going on that it it enhanced it, but it wasn't one of the characters like it was in Baby Driver. Right. So, you know, yeah, there's some comparison there, but I wouldn't make it that big of a comparison. Yeah, I think I think because the films are coming on the heels, like this is coming on the heels of Baby Driver and it's so close together it's really easy to make that comparison because we don't have a ton of films that integrate music from start to finish. This movie integrates music all the way throughout it. Mm -hmm. And in that way, it is like Baby Driver. Um, and the, mu the music does complement the scenes, but you're right. 
we do have we have plenty of dialogue and exposition. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take over that role like it did in Baby Driver. So, um, wow. Well, I guess final final impression then. Do you like it? Do you love it? Is it in your top five for the year? Kind of where do you stand on this one? And and who would you recommend to go see it? So I definitely liked it. Um, you know, I don't know that I would say love just because there's been some really good movies that have come out Heck this yeah. year. Um, and I've seen some of them recently, so it's kind of hard to to weight that, you know, in that same category. Um, I would say, you know, for people that should go see this, anybody that likes a good action flick, anybody that likes, you know, if you like John Wick, if you like Taken, if you like really any of your classic action movies, you're going to like this movie. If you like spy movies, you'll probably like this one too. So, you know, it's it's definitely worth going and seeing. Just, is it going to be the best movie that you've seen all year? Eh, probably not, but that being said, it's definitely worth going and seeing and enjoying. Yeah, so I would I would actually probably echo that almost perfectly. I, I liked it quite a bit. I enjoyed it. I did mention earlier I think it could have been tighter. That would have helped my helped my impression of it. But by the end, I was grinning and I was smiling and kind of chuckling and wanting to clap a little. Like I I really did have a good experience with this movie. So, I thought it was great. Very very or very good. And uh, I think you're right. Action movie fans are going to have just be just fine with this. Even though it's generic, it's the in the style of the action or the actual scenes that are taking place because it's Charlize Theron doing it 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 ramps it up a notch yeah it and it's very realistic to me in the right. action as well like the way that bodies fall the way that people get hurt for the most part except for one kind of <laughs> typical action movie scene where the guy never dies but right. um uh, but other than that yeah i i had a good time and i think that anybody who probably has been excited about the trailer will enjoy this movie luckily this is one where the trailer does show you pretty much what you're going to get but just keep in mind it is a little bit more spy right with the length you get some more talking and you get some more story and you get a little bit of twists and turns uh, along with your action so if that appeals to you you should definitely go check this one out in theaters this weekend um, or whenever it's during its run. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you being here. This has been awesome. I hope that you've enjoyed your first podcasting experience. Yeah, no, this was great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, no problem. I'm sure that you're going to be back on. Um, listeners, when I said Ryan is my movie buddy uh, here in Seattle, when I when I attend screenings, I can take usually one guest. So Ryan is my de facto guest. And uh, so... He very well may be popping back up on the podcast here and there because you got to have somebody to talk to, right? You don't want to hear just me. Um, Ryan, if people want to contact you further, would you just say Facebook group? Yeah, I'm easily caught on the Facebook group. I'm on there a lot. so. Okay. So, yeah, the, the Feel and Film Facebook group, if you're not aware of that, check it out. You can find links to that in the show notes and on the blog and on the website. You can Google Feelin' apostrophe film and Facebook and find the Facebook group. It is where all the action happens. Great discussion topics all the time. Lots of just awesome movie talk. So we'd love to have you come there and join us. For me, you can find me everywhere at Aaron L. White, A-A-R-O-N-E-L-W-H-I-T-E. And you can obviously find the show at Feelin Film, F-E-E-L-I-N-F-I-L-M. Both of those go for Twitter and 
Facebook, respectively. Thank you for listening. We hope that we've been able to give you the knowledge you need to make a decision on whether or not this is a movie that you want to see. Until next time, stay positive and keep feeling filmed.